Fights Back, episode 38, take four. I got it in the can for the first time last night. I loved it. I never thought I'd enjoy getting it in the can as much as I do. I was wrong. I gave it to my boss in the can. Right after this game, I'm getting it in the can. I've only had it in the can once, but I'm definitely getting it in the can again. I've been giving it to everyone in the can all week. I'm going to get it in the can in about five minutes. I've lost track how many times I've had it in the can. Who told you I like it in the can? I didn't expect to get it in the can at the company party, but one thing led to another, and sure enough, there I was, getting it in the can. This is Man Fights Back, episode number 38. This is Eddie V. And this is Andrew E. How many times are we going to have to record this? Uh, I hope not very many. This is like the only, like the 30th time or something. Anyway, lots going on. Super Bowl's over. Victory for the New Orleans Saints. And NASCAR's beginning this weekend. And Danica Patrick's driving. Yeah, I heard the last race got pretty good ratings. Yeah, the uh, last one she was in. Yeah, yeah, she uh, she's evidently going to, going to run in the uh, oh I forget what they call it. The, it's the um, uh, sp- uh, I forget nationwide series I believe is what it still is the lower version of NASCAR the full blown NASCAR. So uh, anyway, so we'll see how that goes for her and. Um, well, that good stuff. I'm sure she'll bring a lot of fans to the sport. Yeah, that's fine with me. I like NASCAR. We like watching it here on the weekends. Yep, and it's uh, Valentine's Day this year, so everything's uh, everything's going on here. The uh, New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl. Did you happen to watch that game? I did. It's a good game. Yeah, not too bad. Um, uh, we are from Indianapolis, so I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I would have rather seen the Colts win, but that's okay. It was a good game. Yeah, I was. Hey, it was a win-win for everybody. Drew Brees is from Purdue. You know, Peyton Manning's actually from Louisiana. So, yeah, I know that's kind of weird, isn't it? Everybody wins. <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, we opened up with our new theme music, and uh, that is from podcastthemes.com, and uh, that is courtesy of Mark Blasco, and uh, this is one of his free podcast themes that you are free to download and use as long as you give credit where credit is due. And that is what we have done. So um, he'd also done the uh, Twit uh, This Week in Tech podcast theme music as well. So appreciate him let us, letting us use that, and we'll be sure to let him know. Uh, figure we'd change it up a little bit. we got all kinds of neat little things going on here. Yeah, cool. I like it. Even though this is like the fourth time or so that I've, uh, you know, <laughs> put, putting all this together. So Yeah, we've had a little, we've had a little technology issues. Yes. So it's it's been a little challenging. Had some problems with the studio man fights back PC setup or whatever. I don't know if it's a hard drive. Hopefully it'll survive for this show. But uh, anyway, we're sitting here. I'm in uh, Elkhart, Indiana this week. Andrew's back in Indianapolis. We're doing this over Skype, and uh, we're both sitting in a bunch of snow. That's right. There's a lot of snow. It, you know what? We didn't get nearly as much. Uh, down here last night as they were calling for, which is fine with me. No, we did not. Um, 
It wasn't too bad up here, but uh, they're supposed to get a couple more inches of snow overnight. So I imagine they've probably gotten about 12, 13 inches over the last few days. Uh, all kinds of crazy weather stuff's going on all over the place. I'm not sure what what in the world it is. Maybe it's global warming at its finest. Yeah. Hey, there's no snow in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's very little snow. There's not enough snow. Well, that's amazing because uh, Washington, D.C.'s had the most uh, record snowfall amounts in, in history. So yeah, crazy world. Yeah, federal government's been closed for three days. Yeah, we had a snow emergency here in Indianapolis, but it wasn't, uh, wasn't anything major. I mean, it was just a typical winter storm. I mean, really, I don't think we got anything that you know anybody hasn't seen before. That is true. No, I would agree with that. So not too bad. Um, speaking of Indianapolis area and stuff, I noticed... Uh, uh, you and I have talked about this before, about uh, you, you've gotten carted now uh, buying booze around Indianapolis. Yeah, actually, uh, I got rang up by the same guy tonight, uh, got a, a bottle of wine for dinner, and uh, he, did, he didn't care. He, he's just there to go. He's just there to clock in, clock out. But, yeah, from what I've heard, uh, if you look under 40, they're pretty much, everybody's going to card you. So you get carded a lot lately, which is kind of weird. Yeah, it is a little weird. Um I guess there's some big initiative around the state now where uh, 200 and something, 60 something different liquor stores have pledged to card people uh, who look like they're under 40 years old. So I have not bought booze recently, so I haven't been carded. Yeah, but, it's because they all got caught, or not all of them, but a lot of them got caught selling the kids. Yeah, no, that is true. <laughs> so, and that is a bad thing. But you know what? This 40 year old thing isn't going to cut it either, I don't think. They're just going to find somebody old enough to buy it. And yep. they'll get it to them. So yeah, I did if you it. Try hard, you can get it. Oh yeah, absolutely. So throw somebody a five spot and say, "Hey man, can you go get me a case of beer?" <laughs> I don't know if you can do it for five bucks anymore. Well, I don't know, but uh, but anyway, <laughs> pretty pretty interesting, pretty interesting uh, rules. I guess it's amazing. Uh, we have a little bit of a clip here that uh, we had actually heard on No Agenda. Was it 171? 70 or 71. Yeah, it's at the end. Um, we'll go ahead and play this a little bit of this. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's uh, – honestly, it's horrible. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go ahead and play a little bit here. This is a Miley Cyrus Today Show. This is a, allegedly a Miley Cyrus Today Show appearance, um, and we'll uh, give this a shot here. Uh, you'll hear all the uh, nice introduction stuff here from the NBC staff and all that garbage. But uh, we have a little story about this after we're done playing the clip here. I don't think the fans can wait any longer. So without any further ado, just amazing. It's unbelievable how crazy people go over this. You know, I'd like to begin shooting this song. Here I am for the first time. Put to my right and I see the Hollywood sign. This is all so crazy. Everybody seems so famous. My tummy's hurting and I'm feeling kind of homesick. Too much pressure and I'm nervous. That's when the taxi man turned on the radio. So, anyway, this is, um, <laughs> I can't, this is hilarious. Uh, 
the party in the USA or whatever the hell the name of the song is from Miley Cyrus. But uh, yeah, if you had kids, you have heard the song lots of times before. Yes, she's the daughter of Billy Ray Cyrus, who did the uh, Achy Breaky Heart back in the '90s, early '90s, maybe eight, late '80s. Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> I can't. I can't help it. This is horrible. Um, so anyway, we'll stop it. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> this was on YouTube, and um, the video has been going around as Miley Cyrus uh, Today Show fail video or something like that, and um, it, it is supposedly her singing her "It's a Party in the USA" or whatever song. Well, come to find out. See, John, John C. Dvorak and uh, Adam Curry were very tough on her, saying, oh, see, all these young kid performers, they can't really sing. It's all because their parents have connections, money, blah, blah, blah. Well, come to find out this is a fake. Supposedly this is a fake video. And somebody had actually dubbed her voice track and then used a pitch bender on it. So if you see this on here, chances are it probably, if you see it around on the Internet, it's probably not real. But it is horrible regardless. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So I actually found the real one on YouTube. If you do a search for Miley Cyrus video real or NBC today, whatever real, you know, oh, you'll really? find it. yeah, you'll find the real video and it's not that bad. And we're just having all kinds of fun with Skype. So we're back. Um, we had a little bit of break there. You probably won't notice because of our production techniques. We're good. Right. We're not doing it live this week. No, no, we're not. But uh, Skype is really just being a so pain in our butt. Yes, sorry. Uh, okay, so Valentine's <laughs> oh, Day is okay. coming up. And um, uh, there was a story that Shalimar had sent me that she found on uh, Channel 6 News, the Uh There is supposedly a restaurant in Canada uh, that is uh, promoting bathroom sex. Yes. The co- uh, co-owner of a Toronto restaurant is encouraging patrons to have sex in its four unisex bathrooms February 12th through the 15th. So don't do it on the February, February 11th. It'll be a day early. Uh, to celebrate Valentine's Day, uh, the Toronto Star reported. Uh, on its website, Mildred's Temple Kitchen asks, Have you given any thought to moving beyond the bedroom? Check out Mildred's sexy bathrooms throughout the weekend of big love. You get the picture. Uh, so anyway... Um, the Toronto Public Health Agency is saying that uh, they have nothing against this uh, because it's not happening in the kitchen area. And uh, as long as everything stays clean and sanitized, uh, it's not too concerned. You know, call me crazy, but that kind of ruins spontaneity. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know? Yeah, I, mean, I would I'm, agree. I'm, I'm not encouraging it or anything, but I mean, you know, if people want to do that, that's fine, but I'm not going to go there specifically to do that. Well, ba- bathrooms are kind of gross. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you were like drunk and twenty-two, and in college, you know, who cares? But you know, I wouldn't take my uh, lovely wife, or, or well, in my case, fiance, fiance, um, <laughs> to a uh, restaurant and go, hey, yeah, let's go hit the bathrooms <laughs> together. <laughs> I just don't know. Uh, it's pretty interesting. But um, I, I did hear I did hear uh, No Agenda 172 today, and they actually talked about this. And I didn't know this when we put this show together. But uh, anyway, um, I thought Adam Curry's comment was pretty interesting because he was like, "Well, you know, why 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 are they making such a big deal out of this? You know, can we not figure out other ways to have fun and all this stuff?" So 
He's kind of like yeah. you said. Where's the spontaneity of of, of doing of, of everything? So I don't know. So anyway, um, yeah. Here's an interesting quote from the article. As far as bodily fluids, it's pretty much similar to the other human functions going on in there," said Jim Chan, manager of the food safety program. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, he, he's not going to be cleaning up the messes. <laughs> no, I do not want to be the restaurant's jizz mapper. Thank you. Uh, and I'll take a side of fries. Wait, wait, what would you say? You cut out on Skype. I said uh, the place will be out of business in six months. <laughs> Probably. Maybe they're going to want to go there. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Not me. I'm glad I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be visiting there. So, um, Crazy Canadians. Yeah. Canadian, eh? Hey. Um, it is Wednesday. I've got a special clip for Wednesday. Have you ever heard of uh, Hoops and Yo-Yo? No. You haven't heard of them? <laughs> they're the ones that they do these greeting cards uh, with Hallmark. Um, and they're all over the place. Walmart, you name it. But uh, anyway, they have a nice, uh, funny little Wednesday clip. So I'm going to play that for everybody for a little bit of entertainment. <laughs> Those guys are awesome. Hey, you know, in the middle of every week, yeah, there's a bump. There's <laughs> a big bump. It's called Wednesday. <laughs> ah, it's a big old hump. Yeah, but you know what? What? You're on the other side uh, of it, dude. Uh, what time is it? Is it time yet? <laughs> 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 it's past twelve, so you're over the hump. Over the bump, hump. Humpy bumpy bumpy bump. You're on your way. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> it's all going? downhill from here. They're going to Friday. They're going to Friday. You're gonna slide right through Thursday into Friday, uh, and you'll be safe. <laughs> Although, Wave to that boss as you go by Thursday. See you. Although, you know what? What? I think I feel a cough coming on. I may not be here Friday. <laughs> Three-day weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to feel a little woozy. Let's <coughs> start making up our excuses now. <laughs> <coughs> My Friday, this will be really bad. <laughs> What's your best flu-like cold voice? <laughs> flu voice. Uh, I can't breathe. I'm all stuffed up. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> What's yours? I could barely dial the phone. <coughs> Please excuse my presence tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry. Is it because your fingers are all fat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're all swollen. I'm trapped under the bookcase. <laughs> Somebody send me a can of beans. <laughs> um, is there, like a, is there a song? A Wednesday? Wednesday. It's not Friday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday's practically Friday. <laughs> okay, it's Wednesday's practically Thursday. Thursday. It's Wednesday. Today. Here we go. Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday's practically Thursday, and when you get to Thursday, Friday's right around the bend, so cheer up, little buckaroo. <laughs> and then you don't come back to Friday, Saturday. Saturday, and then Sunday, then you start Woo-hoo. to worry about coming back to work, you get all tense on Sunday night, you're like, oh, here it comes. It's coming. Ah, oh, Monday. Oh, there oh. it is. We should do a song for Monday. Hmm. Monday, Monday, no one in the world Mondays. loves Mondays. Monday, Monday, the whole universe hates Monday <laughs> because it's Monday everywhere. And it's Monday all day long. And you got to sit in your chair. <laughs> so there you go. There's a little wow. hoops and yo-yo. I have heard those guys before. They are pretty funny. I yeah. just didn't realize that's what their name was. And they have a ton of, uh, ton of uh, clips on their website you can download. So check them out. I think they're bought out now. I think they're sellouts to uh, Hallmark, which I'm sure yeah, they're getting paid well. Oh, I'm sure. So... But anyway, that leads us into our first music break, and uh, we've decided to do something a little bit different now. We're going to start using uh, Music Alley, I believe. Our last song in this episode actually came from GarageBand, but I've been wanting to play it for quite some time. 
so we're actually going to play this one from Music Alley, and uh, they have a nice little service. You log into the uh, producer's page if you're a podcaster and uh, pick your playlist, and then you can just go through there and mark songs as you play them. It posts your podcast on their web page as uh, last featured in. Uh, what what the name of your show is, and uh, it's pretty convenient. I like it. So uh, you know, Evo has actually done some really cool things with uh, the whole podcasting world and centralized management and content. So uh, so anyway, we're going to give this one a shot. This is Deanna Brown with Burned Out here on Man Fights Back. There you go, Deanna Brown with Burned Out here on Man Fights Back. That's a very catchy song. I thought it was pretty cool. Not kind too of bad. Lat- Latin-y. Yeah, world music kind of stuff. 
Yeah. yeah. So uh, check her out. Uh, we had a link in the show notes to her page, and uh, we appreciate uh, her being an independent artist, allowing uh, her music to be pod safe. Okay, and that leads us into the segment that uh, everybody looks forward to every week here on Man Fights Back. I know I do. It's the fortune cookie message of the week. All right, here we go. Seriousness now. He who laughs last thinks slowest. Do you feel enlightened? That's pretty deep, man. That was pretty, are you yawning or? Uh, I was a little bit of yawning. Okay. Actually, you know what? I ate Chinese tonight for dinner. And I do have I it. I actually made uh, stir fry. Oh, you did? Yeah. I bet your stir fry was better than my shrimp fry rye. My stir fry was pretty good. Well, my fortune. Did you give out fortune cookies? No. Damn it, man. Oh, yeah. Here's your fortune. Eat it. Eat it. Go to bed. <laughs> Eat it and then go to bed. Uh, my fortune and my fortune cookie tonight was uh, pretty, pretty serious. Uh, those who do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it. There you go. It's like a Winston Churchill quote. Yeah, it probably is. Chinese ripping off good quotes. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that was uh, pretty interesting. So I was like, hmm, we're getting pretty deep on the fortune cookies now. So, yeah. uh, so anyway, all right. Now it is time for your national news. Yes, this is where we feature all the national news, Indiana news, all kinds of news into one lump sum for you here on Man Fights Back. And there is a message in that Morse code. If you can figure it out, send us an email. Yes. Pretty, fan- pretty fancy key in there. Hey, thanks, man. Did it myself. Oh. I am a Morse code junkie. Somewhat. <laughs> I can't receive that fast. That's pretty fast. Yeah, that's... I think that was like, uh, in Morse code terms, they do everything by words per minute. So about 30 words a minute, isn't it? Yeah, that's, I think that's a little bit over 30 words a minute. I think it was like 34 words a minute. So if uh, you're a creative technology person, see if you can suck out the message out of that Morse code there and uh, use, Crack your, the code. use your IT skills. So, but, and uh, special mention. Yes, and we'll g- we will give you a special mention on Band Fights Back. That's a great idea. Um, so anyway, into our national news, um, I thought this was a pretty, pretty interesting device that, uh, Vancouver police are, uh, starting to use here or, well, they're not using it yet. They could potentially use it. They're not planning on it. So they bought it and I have no idea why, but it's a, it's like a sonic crowd control device. I guess it, it projects beam of, um, sound to a crowd that will, basically mess with your mind and just make you disoriented and um, I guess make you stop doing bad things or what they consider bad things are. I, I have no idea. Um, yeah, it's very painful, um, high-pitched sound that's extremely loud and extremely annoying. Yes, and it reaches or it crosses the human threshold of pain. <laughs> so I've heard that Miley Cyrus clip. I think if they take that Miley Cyrus clip and blast that in a crowd, I think I think they'll get everybody to stop doing whatever they're doing. That would have got them out of Waco faster. Yeah, no kidding. 
Oh, my God. Yeah, they did that in Waco, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they do that a lot of times. It's um, psychological warfare. Yeah, and uh, times of war, con- or, well, we don't call them concentration camps, but uh, I think they did that there as well in uh, in Germany. And then uh, where else? Uh, Gitmo, or, uh, yeah, Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, they put, yeah actually, the uh, artists were uh, wanting to know, the music industry wanted to know who was being played to torture the people because they wanted royalties. Yeah, go figure. Everybody has their hand in the pie. Everybody wants a piece of the action. Uh, and so should they still get royalties if uh, the person listening to it hated it? I don't think it matters. Uh, I guess you're right. They're broadcasting it, right? Yep. Hmm, there you go. I don't know. New tip. But uh, anyway, check out this uh, Sonic Crowd device, um, Sonic Crowd control device. Uh, it's pretty interesting. It looks like a big spotlight or something. It's it's a little bit thinner than your typical spotlight, but it is a rather large device. And um, I don't know. We'll be I'll be curious to see if they ever use it. But uh, it's on uh, deprogram.net. There's a link in the show notes. You can check it out. And uh, hopefully they, you won't have one coming to a city near you anytime soon. Hey, I'm reading Michael Jackson's uh, autopsy report. Uh-oh. Oh, hold on. Breaking news. Here we go. Everybody, Andrew E's got breaking news with Michael Jackson. Yes, according to the autopsy report, Michael Jackson was taking several prescription medications, including polanzapam, uh, terazidone, diazepam, lorazepam, and Flomax. Wow. That dude was a walking drugstore. Yes, and he was like 135 pounds when he died. And so how in the world is his private doctor getting charged with uh, involuntary manslaughter? Well, I don't think he's a real doctor. Oh, okay. Well, regardless. But, I mean, did he really... I mean, allegedly they're saying he had a hand in killing Michael Jackson. The J- the Jackson family. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, Dad is... Uh, <clears throat> Dad Jackson is wanting him charged with murder. Ooh, this is pretty interesting. Jackson weighed 136 pounds, was 69 inches tall... The front of Jackson's scalp from his hairline was tattooed with dark ink over frontal balding. His eyebrows and border of his eyelids were also tattooed. There's a pink tattoo in the region of the lips. Really? Yes. Wow. Several broken ribs apparently suffered during the efforts to revive him, which is not uncommon. That's normal. Bronchitis. Uh, ah, oh, yeah. They pretty much opened up the books on this thing. Wow. Very nice. Huh. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if he was murdered or whatever, but the Jackson family's outraged. They want they want him charged with murder. They want him, you know, hung up by his toenails and beaten to a pulp. I mean, you know, this is this is crazy. I don't know. The guy was taking pills anyway. Whether it was this doctor or someone else, Michael Jackson had enough money he could get any drug that he wanted. Yeah, well, they said the... Uh the lorazepam, a powerful anti-anxiety agent found in his body, would have accentuated the respiratory and cardiovascular depression from propofol. And they said the involuntary manslaughter charge against the physician is very unusual. So, hmm. I don't know. More details to come. But. Oh, I'm sure. Well, the doctor was actually, I think, formally charged now. So, yep. with involuntary manslaughter. So, I don't know. Interesting. There's always some kind of crazy weirdo thing going on in the Jackson family. Yeah. So, everybody wants to know what happened to Tito. Well, I don't know. I, I kind of like the uh, the um, 
conspiracy theory that Latoya and Michael are the same person. <laughs> well, you, you never see the two of them together. Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, Adam Curry claims that he's worked with Latoya. And that Latoya had talked to him privately and said that, you know, there was all kinds of crazy stuff going on with Michael and he'd probably be killed. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe. All right, well, moving on. New York Times had an article in their business section about the rise of wind turbines as a boon for rope workers. Uh, these guys are the kind of guys that like to do rappelling and rock climbing and all that. They're, uh, they're out there working on, the, uh, working on all these wind turbines and getting paid a pretty penny to do it. I want that job. Yeah, no kidding. I want, I so, want a job like that. That would be fun. Working about 150 feet above the ground. I don't know. Yeah. Sanding. They have to balance the blades and do all sorts of stuff. Do they, do they give you an idea how much those guys make? They didn't have anything on here, but it's a pretty niche job, though, so I would think you could uh, have a feeling you probably make some money doing it. For now. Yeah. Till everybody's doing it. And then it's all over. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Those things are super high. Son I mean, of a bitch. All right, we're back from a uh, another Skype issue here. Sorry, my Tourette's kicked in. <laughs> it sure did. That's all right. It's very frustrating when you're trying to record an episode. Ugh, and Skype just keeps crapping out on you. We don't know why. We can't figure it out. We've done a couple other episodes that are very successful with Skype, but not so much on this one. Oh. It must be something with the number 38. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. Anyway, okay, so uh, moving on into the news here. Um, I don't know. I haven't really heard much about this on the typical news media outlets, uh, your uh, mainstream media, so to say. Um, but uh, I have been hearing uh, about this high-speed rail system very quietly um, that is supposed to go across the United States. So uh, I found an article here on the Huffington Post uh, that um, President Obama wants to bulk up high-speed rail and scale down defense spending. Uh, FDR converted peacetime manufacturers into a dominating wartime production system. Why can't President Obama make the bold move to convert our defense contractors into builders of our peacetime future? So here's the interesting piece of this. They're going to try to build this huge high-speed rail system across the United States. And supposedly it's going to create more jobs. But the problem is the jobs for this are going to be given to overseas uh, companies. That's where everything's made. Well, and it doesn't really even compare to the Eisenhower thing. I mean, the whole Eisenhower interstate system was not only was it designed for transportation, but it was also designed to be used in case the United States ever got attacked. Right. You know, because you can land planes on it. That is true. I mean, that that totally makes sense. You're not going to be line, landing a plane on a high speed rail system. And they're not going to do it like they do in Europe, where they put the they put the trains in in these ditches to you know protect them from the weather and and everything else. They're going to try to take these old Amtrak lines and you know buffer them up and then slap a train on there and call it high speed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, and, and I guess the speeds that they actually go really aren't considered high speed trains. I mean, they're high speed for the United States, but they're certainly not like the bullet trains in, in Europe and Japan. Yeah, because those go from, what, 250 to 300 miles an hour? Yeah, I think they average about 300 miles an hour, which is incredible. Yeah. I'd love to ride one of those things. Oh, God, yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, and, a, and a normal plane travels at, what, like 470, 500 miles an hour? 
Yeah, about 500 once it gets to altitude. Yeah, so I don't know. It'd be interesting. I don't know if I'd go on one or not. It'd be kind of cool for the experience, but I can imagine that the expense is going to be outrageous to travel on these. And They'll screw it up. Oh, yeah. And then I'm <clears throat> sure the whole TSA system will be put into place, of course. You know, national transportation mode. Well, speaking of the TSA, um, the Homeland Security's post-underwear bomb airplane rules have been uh, leaked, and I'm not sure if they've been implemented or not. But um, it was—they uh, were actually the memo was dated December 25th. It, it expires on December 30th. So I'm not quite sure what that means, but um, you know, basically they're saying you have to sit and sit in your seat an hour before the landing. You're not allowed to get into any of your uh, belongings. You're not allowed to go to the bathroom. You know, they've got a. We've got a link in the show notes here. There's actually a lot of the things are, are bolded, but um, it's it's ridiculous. It's like sit down, you know, uh, slave. You to remain in your seat. Don't talk. I mean, yeah, I'm so glad I don't fly for a living. Yeah, I, and I've I well when we flown uh, when we flew to uh, Denver, Colorado for our little uh, soiree. Um, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. It was a flight from Indianapolis to Denver, Colorado. We had random TSA searches with these devices that would uh, check your liquids, and you had to open up your bottle of water so they could run this device over the top of it to make sure it wasn't anything explosive. I mean, we had Surprised like... Surprised they even you take bottled water even in through the gates. Well, well, they have the thing is they have places you can buy it after you get through security. Yeah, but it's already been checked. Yeah. So, but they just had this random gate search of like six or seven TSA people at, I don't know, six o'clock on a Wednesday morning, just randomly came to our gate and said, okay, well, we're going to have a little check, but surprise check by the TSA today. I'm like, okay, why aren't we doing this for international flights? Why are we picking on a flight from Indianapolis to Colorado? Where is the threat? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It it was it was it was really irritating. I didn't get searched. I just didn't make eye contact with the TSA people, and <laughs> I didn't make eye contact. Surprised that worked, actually. Well, it did. It worked great. It was like those who made eye contact were summoned over. Come here. Let me <laughs> hey, check. how you doing? Come here. Yeah, exactly. Let me check your bag. So I just didn't make eye t- contact. Focused on the uh, gate ticket taker. And made my way there, and they didn't search my bags. Thank God, because I had an engagement ring with me. Oh, I thought you were going to put it in your butt. Um, no. <laughs> just just to make sure that it didn't get confiscated. <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, I have to explain that one. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's a pretty interesting article. I love the picture. They have a uh, chick's butt in some underwear with the TSA logo on it. Uh, God, I love... Uh, I, I love... Good uh, reporting humor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, and some other interesting things that I have not heard uh, recently in the news. I've heard about Iran. I've heard about uh, uh, Al-Qaeda. I've heard everything else. But I have not heard about the story of China uh, threatening the U.S. to sanction the U.S. over an arms sale that is done with uh, Taiwan. Um. You know, I think China has enough of our business already. They they practically make everything that we use every day. Yeah. 
Well, there's a big. Uh, I, I actually saw something today in one of the newspapers. There's a big um, fuss about some submarines that I guess Taiwan was going to buy from the United States. China's like, whoa, wait a minute. Well, I mean, is Taiwan really going to go after China? They could have the ability if they get a strong enough military, I guess. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I understand. I understand the concern, but I don't know. It'd be like Canada getting in bed with Russia. We'd be a little suspicious. Well, hell, we're getting in bed with Russia as far as, far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Obama's made more trips over there than any other president. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, he has a thing for Russia. I don't know what it is, but uh, be interesting it's to see. Heavier. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Vodka? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. Uh, so, China, what are they going to do? Stop sending us over uh, lead-based paint and kids' toys? I mean, I think I know. I th- Actually, I think I know why Obama's uh, going over to Russia so much. What's that? Because the acoustics in the Kremlin are pretty good. He walks in and he goes, I'm the president, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Just likes the way it sounds. Oh, my God. That's funny. Look, 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 look. <laughs> let me be clear, clear, clear. clear. Yeah, let me be clear. That is something he says all the time. Yeah. Make no mistake about it. I always hear that one, too. Take yeah. it to the bank. Yeah, and take it to the bank. <laughs> Get it in the can. Bo shizzle, bitch. Uh, so, uh, local news. The uh, Indiana... Let me see. There is a there is a bill that is on the way to the Indiana House floor. Uh, Natural Resource Committee voted 10 to 1 to pass the bill Wednesday. The panel approved amendments that would allow domestic violence... Oh, I'm sorry. A bill that would prohibit companies from banning guns in people's locked cars at work is on its way to the Indiana house floor um hmm. the panel did approve amendments that would allow domestic violence shelters and homeowners to, per- to pro- prohibit firearms on their prop- property but not businesses huh so if you're a uh you know someone who carries a firearm or you know a gun for personal protection and you happen to go to work and forget that it's in your car um you one they i can't imagine anybody would ever find out unless you told them or they saw it um but uh they can't make it illegal that's cool that's good. I think that's a step in the right direction because it's not the people who do the right thing and go through the proper procedures that usually commit the crimes. It's the people, yeah, it's who, people who don't give a crap. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they are, why would I need to, if I'm going to go shoot somebody, why in the hell do I care if I have a gun, a gun permit or not? So, I don't know. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, not a big deal. Um, I heard there was another one coming up here recently about uh, Indianapolis parks, and somebody was uh, trying to push through that you were allowed to carry a um, you know, handgun or weapon or whatever as long as you're licensed in uh, uh, public parks around Indianapolis. Oh, I didn't know you couldn't. Yes, you are not allowed to carry weapons on any uh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis owned public park. I knew you couldn't go into bars and you can't like go into government buildings like the post office. Yes, that is true. Um, the park thing I was thought was pretty interesting. You know, at first I was like, well, you know, who really wants guns in parks? But then a person brought up the person uh, who's fighting for this. And I don't have any information on this article or anything like that, but I'm just going off what I saw on TV. But uh, which is probably isn't the truth, but the guy said, um, "Hey, you know the deal. The thing is, is uh, you know people jog at night or whatever, and 
they're in parks and you know there have been several instances where people have gotten attacked in parks yeah, the, the monon trail people have gotten uh, attacked and raped and murdered hell in broad daylight yep so um you know i think i after i th- thought about that i was like you know yeah it's probably not a bad idea i mean i got a license to carry a gun i should be that me- should mean i'm a responsible person and uh know what i'm doing so um yeah, because if the people know if they make a big deal out of it and uh, let's say they lose now i'll you know everybody says the people who follow the rules are going to be unarmed exactly and if they get attacked they could probably have a case to sue yeah possibly yeah we'll have to keep our eye on that i'm, I'm curious to see if this gets any traction yeah me too uh me too so anyway so that's cool so uh bring your guns to work day just leave them in your car. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you leave them in your car. That's exactly right. All right, well, we're going to move on to our next music break here. And uh, this is another one off of Music Alley site. Uh, this one right here is from the Adam Woodall Band with Runaway Grooving Floor on the Floor on the Floor Rock here on Man Fights Back.
There you go, the Adam Woodall band here on Man Fights Back. Nice little grooving song. Yeah, that's a cool song. Kind of a nice laid back, chilling, take it easy. Grooving rock, four on the floor, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a long name. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Uh, So anyway, all right, we're going to move on here because we're going to keep this keep this show on the road before Skype craps out on us again because that's what always happens. And we go now into technology news. eBay is starting to upset its uh, sellers. Uh, They're changing the rules again. eBay's done this several times throughout the years. uh, I am an eBayer myself. Uh, I buy more crap on eBay than I sell. But uh, I've never sold anything on eBay. But I've bought a lot of stuff. What do you have a uh, current count of what you're up to? Um, it's a good question. I think I'm probably close to 100. Do you have Do you have positive feedback? Of course, 100. percent Outstanding. That's That's all that matters. Um, I've, I think I'm up to like 205 transactions. But I sold I sold a big pile of crap that was in my garage, books and and all kinds of stuff, college books, you name it. I thought it was I was going to throw it all away, and I thought, you know, I always hear these stories about people selling just crap on eBay. And people buy it, so I ended up selling and um, all the stuff that I was just going to pitch in the trash. I got eight hundred dollars. Wow, that's great. Okay, I have I have a rating of sixty nine and a hundred percent feedback. Oh, so awesome. you have sixty nine transactions and a hundred percent feedback. Yep. Huh, there you go. Outstanding. Did you know? Well, I actually received a um, certificate from eBay when I reached a certain. Transaction amount and was a hundred percent. Really, I have myself an eBay award. Very cool. Yes, and I have a new little star on my profile. So, is it like the uh, this douchebag won't rip you off award? Pretty much, I guess that's what it's supposed to be. But you know, I bought from those people on there that have those, and I got ripped off. So I don't know how that works. Um, but uh, anyway, according to an article here, I found at CNET. Uh, eBay's latest move, some of the auction sites uh, devotees say it's straight out of the Ministry of Truth playbook. 
The company made an announcement on Tuesday. Uh, announcement. It, this article was totally written bad. The company made an announcement on Tuesday. Announcement. <laughs> I'm like, what? What the hell? Really? Um, Tuesday about lowering the listing fees for items, even though in many cases final value fees fees will be raised. The company's discussion. Uh, forum simmered with outrage over the executive decision and frustration over the lack of other options for auction-style e-commerce. Um, basically, they've lowered their fees. So if you start selling an item, a starting price of like $0.99 cents or less, you don't have to have a listing fee. And if it doesn't sell, then you don't pay anything. But if it does, go, if it does sell for $0.99 cents or more, uh, the final, or I, I guess any cost, well, yeah, if it does sell at any cost, there's still a 9% fee with a maximum of $50 that gets paid to eBay. Uh, previously, it had been 8.75%, but the first $25, and uh, for the first $25, and then 3.75% after that. So I've sold some big ticket items on there. I mean, well, not like cars, but... Uh, I've sold some, you know, several hundred dollar items on there or whatever. And yeah, yeah, I got raped on fees. But now they limit it to like 50 bucks. So is that like $50 total? Yeah, $50 completely. Like that's the maximum you'll end up paying eBay. Isn't that better? It is, it is better, I think. For big ticket items. Yes. For For okay. bigger ticket items, yes, it is better. Um, hey, I'll pay him fifty bucks to sell my car if it's a good transaction. Exactly. I mean, you you know, you get bigger items such as cars or several hundred dollar items or whatever. I think you're in good shape. But hmm. I don't know. I paid eBay a fair penny in my day of uh, <laughs> of small, yeah, you know, well, of semi high price, what I would consider high dollar items. So I don't know. Yeah. Per- I like to do the uh, buy it now with free shipping. That, that's my favorite. Oh yeah. No, you got to love it. But as a seller, see, I've sold stuff, and I can do free shipping because I just go ahead and bundle in what an average shipping cost would be into the price. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. So I pretty much do a standard fee of shipping So because I, I don't have time to go on the post office site and look up how much is it going to cost or weigh it or you know, all that garbage. I'm like, look, it's a flat fee. If it's a smaller item, 10 bucks. If it's a bigger item, 20 bucks. I mean, it's just the way it is. So, and in some cases, I've lost money doing it that way, but not much, you know, a few bucks. Yeah, sometimes you just want to sell the stuff too and get it out of there. Exactly. So, and I've sold everything. I've sold broken crap and I've said it was broken, it doesn't work. And I made 200 bucks on broken items before. So, I don't, I don't know how that works, but mm. I'll take it. So anyway, uh, we'll keep an eye on that. I'm, I'm waiting for the next the next generation of eBay of another e-commerce site kind of thing for for users. I'm there's been some shoes to fill. what's that? They got big shoes to fill. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of eBay imitators, but I'm thinking of something totally new and innovative. It'll happen. I'm not worried. All right. All right well, moving on to technology news. Uh, Microsoft Help Desk is less busy after the debut of Windows 7. Hmm. According to uh, CNET, there are many ways to measure how Windows 7 is doing. There are reports on new PC sales, tallies of box copy sales, and surveys of planned enterprise adoption, to name a few. Hmm. But one of the most encouraging signs for Microsoft is the lack of phone calls it's getting from people with problems. Do you think this is a doctored article? Probably. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe maybe something with... uh, 
Microsoft and CNET. They got something in cahoots. Yeah, they could be. Um, or yeah, I mean, I've, I've played around with Windows 7. It's, it's pretty slick. It seems to fix a lot of the problems that Vista created. Can, can we still, I mean, are we still having problems running it with uh, our software with work? I think it depends on whether you do 64-bit or 32-bit. Ah. I believe. Hmm. So some of the uh, some of the security technology hasn't quite uh, kept up with the uh, operating systems. Yeah, RSA. Yes. And specifically RSA, we've had problems with that, but hopefully they're working on a fix. I'm sure they are. And yeah, our guys at work are pretty good too, so I'm sure they'll they'll get it figured out. Yep, I'm not I'm not too afraid. I, I do need to upgrade. I want to upgrade, but XP works so well for me. I know I love XP. It's it's a it's a workhorse. Yeah, and they're getting ready to discontinue XP uh, Service Pack Two support um, here in July, I think, of this year, two thousand ten. Actually, Service Pack Three fixed whatever remaining issues I had with XP. It pretty much fixed them all. Oh, really? Hmm. And it is, it is a very. I've been running Three since about a month after it came out, and it is. I mean, my computers are rock solid. Knock on wood. So <laughs> we could hear it. Sound like you were knocking here. Right on the table um, sweet okay well i'm a i'm a big fan of amazon and their and their kindle and uh amazon and mcmillan books which is one of the largest book publishers in the uh in the united states um they no longer well, at the time uh this was uh january 29th uh, amazon basically pulled um all of mcmillan's books off the shelves and no longer offered them because mcmillan didn't like uh, the fact that Amazon was selling their books at nine ninety nine a copy, especially the electronic copies. Ah, so it, and that includes to, like the Kindle copies, right? Yes, yeah. The electronic copies are ten or nine ninety nine for most books. Uh, well, uh, basically, Macmillan says no. We want to be able to charge whatever we want, including up to fifteen dollars for wow. books, and uh, which kind of flies in the face of uh, you know my attraction, everybody else's attraction to Amazon. Their their eBooks is you know bestsellers that just came out are 10 bucks. I mean, that's a third of what they cost at the store for a hardback or, you know, a hardcover book. Right. So it's very attractive. You know, if you take it up to 15 and now it's going to cost me half as much, you know, it's there that, you know, and, and that's just the beginning. So Amazon basically pulled, pulled all the uh, books and said, well, you know, Hey, we're bigger than me. I, mean, I don't know if you want to mess with Amazon, but, uh, cause they're, they're kind of like eBay and, and Google. I mean, they got some, they got some clout. Yeah. So they ended up they ended up working it out. Actually, Amazon blinked surprisingly, um, and uh, they're going to let them charge up to fifteen dollars for eBooks. No. Wow. I don't, know, I don't know if they're going to or not, but now the door is open. Huh. Very interesting. I I don't blame Amazon. No. I mean, they're trying to do what's right for their customers. Yeah, Amazon is the distribution. <clears throat> excuse me, the distribution method. And I'm sorry, but it doesn't cost anything to do an eBook. Other than storage, and storage is cheap. It's not like you have paper or printing or anything else. I right. mean, ebooks are practically pure profit. Well, it's 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 like Walmart. Walmart sets the rules on the prices, and either and the packaging and, and and everything else. Right. I mean, if basically if you're if you're a distributor or something, and Walmart buys from you, the the whole thing with Walmart is you do what Walmart says. If you want to sell in their store, exactly. And and there's been many a disputes. Over everything from lawnmowers to food products at Walmart, where companies have lost an entire deal, multi-million dollar deals, because they wouldn't do it the way Walmart wanted to do it. And Walmart said, okay, that's fine. We'll go somewhere else. And, and they did. Companies go out of business. Yeah. So, um, 
you know, Walmart sets the price. They set everything. Um, and, and they have people, I mean, re- realistically, I mean, they're realistic about it. I mean, they have people that actually will go through and say, okay, you know, hey, look, it cost me X amount of dollars to build this product. I mean, I've got to make this much to, you know, be good on it. So the margins are pretty thin at Walmart. I mean, for, for oh, yeah. everybody. No, absolutely. So, but uh, anyway, it's pretty interesting, though, that Amazon, you know, they pull Macmillan. It's a huge book company. Yeah, their knee-jerk reaction was just to say, pull it, screw it. We're not going to sell any until we get this figured out. And then they got it figured out, and Amazon kind of backed down, which I was kind of surprised they backed down. But I, they got a business to run, too. So Yeah, exactly. It, you know, it'll it'll all basically pan out with what the consumer does. You yep. know, I may choose twice about getting a Macmillan book. That is true. I don't know. I don't. I don't buy books. I. <laughs> I don't know. I just read everything online. Anything I want to read about, I read about it online. Yeah, you can do that for for a lot of things. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, speaking of online, um, the last article here in the technology news: Russians are wary of acrylic web domains. Um, hmm. The Kremlin's long. The Kremlin. This is Dateline Moscow. Uh, this is out of the European section of the New York Times. Uh, the Kremlin has long been irritated by the way the United States dominates the Internet. Well, hey, we invented it. Uh, all the way down to the ban on using acrylic for web addresses. Even Kremlin.ru has to be de- demeaningly rendered in English. The Russian government, as a result, is taking the lead in a landmark shift occurring around the world to allow domain names in languages with non-Latin alphabets. Hmm. Which could be really tough if you wanted to go to a Russian website because I couldn't tell you how to type backwards R if I had to. No, I couldn't either. <laughs> you'd have to have a special keyboard or you'd have to have special, you know. Um, so, I don't know. It, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it, it, there's two different schools of thought here. It makes sense to standardize on one language and, and Latin alphabet is kind of the de facto standard um, because there's a lot of languages out there that have their own alphabets that hardly anybody knows it really isolates you well how many how many how many websites in russia do you really want to go to anyway probably none <laughs> what what if you're okay here, here's the deal what if you're a russian student studying in america you'd have to have basically have russian equipment in order to access your home newspaper and that's a good point i guess or you'd have to just figure out how to do the codes all right so huh it sounds so like we're a, actually going to do the, the RU suffix will remain when Russia rolls out its acrylic suffix, which is P, and then it's like an O with a line through it, which stands oh for Russian Federation. Oh, my God. Yeah, good luck with that one. I don't know. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, it should be. I wonder if all their computers are still running on vacuum tubes. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's Russian technology. It never dies. Oh, brother. Yeah. All right, well, that wraps it up for technology news. Hey, there you go. All right, we're moving on here. Uh, it brings us into our next uh, music break and then the music mashup trivia, which we got good ones for uh, for you this week. Uh, so anyway, the next one here is all off of uh, Music Alley as well. And this one is All of a Sudden with Eyelash here on Man Fights Back.
right, there you go. All of a sudden, all one word with eyelash here. Funky eyelash here on man face back. Yeah, it's a little funky. It's in their groove funky rock area. So, uh, and that leads us into this week's uh, music mashup trivia. And uh, we've been trying. This is yeah number twenty five already. Do you know we've been doing the show uh, over a year? That's pretty cool. Yeah, not bad. So. Um, anyway, this is Music Mashup Trivia number 25, and uh, we, the goal of this... I'm oh, sorry. Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Thank you, dear. Um, the goal of this is to listen to the two clips that we're going to play for you here and try to figure out who the artists are that make up each one of these clips. Andrew's in the hot seat. Here we go with song number one. Andrew? I got one. You got one of them? Yeah. Okay. Let's see if you can get the other one. Play it one more time. All right. Totally 80s. Both of them. <clears throat> I got the Eurythmics, but I, I don't know who the music was. Yeah, yeah, it's a little modified. There was a remember a group called Shannon that did "Let the Music uh, Let the Music oh, Play." Yeah. yeah, that was the background music. So okay, that one so was, it was a, a mashup of a song. It was a mashup. Yes. So here we go with song number two. I got hoes. <laughs> you have any ideas oh. on this one? Oh, oh, I got the music totally. It's one of my favorite bands. Oh, really? Both of them? No, not the lyrics. Not the lyrics, but the background? The background I got. That was easy. Ooh. I was thinking you may get it the other way around, but I don't know. I don't know if you're a big fan of this person. Or not. Let's see if we can figure out. Again. That was kind of funny. I got hose in different area codes. <laughs> oh, I think that's this not is, LL Cool J or <laughs> No, I think it's just like the new Tiger Woods theme song. Um. <laughs> This one is okay. So, so you you don't know it. The music is the cure. Okay, good job. You got that one. All right. The other one is ludicrous. Ludicrous. Okay, that's right. So right. I thought I you might. He was around. You know, I thought you might know that one. I don't know. But uh, anyway, there's your music mashup trivia of the week. We mash up some songs and play them for you, and see if Andrew uh, can guess them or guesses them can guess them. And um, I can't speak, but I don't get paid to do this for a living, so that's okay. Uh, so anyway, thank you for uh, the background music that we use for this uh, segment from Derek K. Miller. You can check out his website at penmachine.com. Check out all kinds of creative works that he has available for your use, as long as you give him credit. And that does it for another Music Mashup Trivia. That was episode number 25. 
And now we're going to move on to our news clip break from No Agenda episode 168. Now, this one was pretty pretty short, but uh, very informational. Um, yeah, you know, we have a Facebook. I have a Facebook account, a personal one. Um, Andrew, you have one as well, right? That's right. That's where I go to play Cafe World. <laughs> so you go on online and play games. I only play one. I tried Farmville and I got burnt out real quick, so I just play one. <laughs> Did you lose your horses? Yeah, it was just too monotonous. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so I mean, I have a Facebook account. Um, so this this one's kind of about creditors and checking into all that stuff and social networking. So uh, take it away, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. Uh, let's see here. Whoa, there it is, right there. All right. Take it away. When I was a kid, I swear to God, I don't remember ever seeing women going, woo, like that. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's January 24th, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation media assassination episode 168. This is no agenda. Following the money from Hollywood to Haiti and coming to you live from the Mineral Security Containment Cell Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation, West San Francisco, California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And it's cloudy here in northern Silicon Valley, and the rain is coming. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Craig Bottom Buzzkill. In the morning. Uh, your so- social network chit-chat could have an impact on your credit. Creditors apparently are now checking out what you post on your Facebook and Twitter accounts. This according to uh, creditcards.com. They use a company called Rapleaf, who monitors what people tweet or post on Facebook, compiles what it calls social graphs of your likes, dislikes, strengths, and weaknesses. It's a SWOT analysis. And they're using this to determine if you're credit worthy or not. Well, I'll be using cash. Jeez, it's terrible. Yeah, I, I think that. Well, we've talked about this before. Don't don't post stuff. Don't put up pictures. Don't do this stuff. It's not good. All right, there you go. <clears throat> Rather short, but to the point. Yeah, I have to catch myself every once in a while. It's like, okay, I, I I know who my friends are, and I pretty much have my Facebook limited to that. But you know, who might read this in the future? Exactly. I mean, and that's. I mean, that's the thing. When you go through and put stuff on there, think of it as uh, when you were a little kid and you did something, did you want your parents to know about it or not? <laughs> so in this case, do you want the whole world to know about it? Probably not. Uh, probably not. I mean, there's been a lot of people that are uh, public employees who have gotten in trouble doing this and um, using it while they're doing the, performing their duties that uh, they shouldn't, you know, me messing around on the computer, posting stuff on Facebook. I mean, it's happened around Indiana. I'm sure it's not the only place. Yeah, I have to be careful sometimes too, because when I when I work on my blog, I, I actually it happened to me today. I um I a lot of times I'll like on a Sunday I'll schedule posts, so I'll write a couple articles and then I'll schedule them to publish throughout the week. You know, that way I'm not constantly on my blog working on stuff. But if I don't pay attention and get the time right, uh, sometimes they post in the middle of the day <laughs> when I'm when I'm at work. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I know what you're yeah. doing. Yep, I'm sitting around uh, playing. I'm I'm busting my ass working, and you're you're playing. Yep, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I noticed I got a tweet today from one of my posts. I'm like, I didn't post anything. I'm not even logged into that. Then I realized what it was. I was like, oh crap! And then like an hour later, another one did it because I got my days wrong. <laughs> but uh, I meant to do like on a Saturday and a Sunday. Oh yeah, but, my whole weekend's <clears> filled <throat> with uh, tweets from IndieScan. Yeah, I'm like, let everybody know what I'm doing. About bacon. 
bacon food, lemon bars, you name it. Bacon meatballs. <laughs> I saw bacon meatballs too. So, now tell me that doesn't sound good. Hey, if you want some good food advice, go to andyscan.com. It's Andrew Andrew E's uh, website. So check it out. That's right. I got a little cookbook that I'm starting there. So. Ooh, he's got I his own. some pretty uh, some pretty mean stir Friday night. Well, don't piss off Amazon because they won't sell it for any more than nine bucks. No kidding. <laughs> so, so I'm sorry. What did you say? You made something the other night. Oh, I, I made a, a, a pretty good stir Friday night. <clears throat> was it chicken? No, it was beef. Oh, okay. A it beef was, stir uh, marinated flank steak sliced nice and thin with lots of veggies. Mm. Wow. I, I, can't, I can't cook like you. You know what I made for Shalimar the other night? She, got, she had a bad day. It was a Monday. She had a bad case mac of... Mac and cheese. The, bad case of the Mondays. No, it wasn't mac and cheese. She doesn't like mac and cheese. Um, Otter makes mac and cheese from I scratch. Made, I made homemade French toast. Nice. Yes. And I made homemade cinnamon French toast with a hint of French vanilla in it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, shizzle. She already said yes. You don't have to, you don't have to work that hard now. <laughs> oh, whatever. I, I, I cook every now and then. I'm, I'm better at breakfast than anything else. But uh, anyway. She, yeah, I'm not. Give me, give me toast and some runny eggs and I'm good for breakfast. <laughs> there you go. Oh, anyway. Okay, well, let's uh, move on here to our next music break. Uh, this is another Music Alley artist that uh, we found here. Uh, and this one is 42 Shades of Grey with Shortcut, uh, short, yeah, shortcut to Paradise here on Man Fights Back. Got to paradise. 
rubber man oh, Don't you know it You won't know what you're missing yet If we tell you so And we won't be satisfied Till we got all your dough All right, there you go. Funkadelic with 42 Shades of Grey with Shortcut to Paradise here on Man Fights Back. You know, while you were playing that song, I was looking over and one of my cats is down here with me and she uh, found a rubber band. Oh, no. You ever seen a cat with a rubber band? No. Yeah, this is the second time she's gotten a rubber band. And what she likes to do is step on it with her foot, pull at it with her teeth, and it usually flies out from her foot and hits her in the face. (laughs) Oh, crazy kittens. Rinse and repeat. Over and over until somebody takes the rubber band away from her. <laughs> That's fine. We'll see. That could keep her occupied for a while. Oh, she was the smart one. Oh, my God. That's funny. Wow. All right. Well, uh, Lee, I think uh, talking of uh, strange things here, that takes us into our next segment here of strange news here on Man Fights Back. The first story that we have here I found um, – which is just so hard to believe, but I guess it could happen. Um, this one is from uh, cbsnews.com, their strange uh, news story section. Uh, the title of this one, this is from January 29th. See, we've been trying to do this a show for a long time. This is literally the fourth time we've tried it. Yes, it is. And it's finally starting to work. We've had a few glitches, but uh, we're putting it together. Uh, the, the title of this one is Pastor Accused of Pulling Gun on Son at Church. Wow. Is that a bad day or what? It's a bad day. Uh, according to AP News. And it's a pastor I'll, doing carrying a gun. It, well, I don't know. I'm telling you. Well, I mean, he could carry a gun. A pastor can carry a gun. To church? Yeah. Yeah, I know you can, but why? Uh, I don't know. That That I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Alcoa, Tennessee, AP News. The son of well-known Alcoa pastor has taken out an order of protection against his father, claiming he was threatened with a gun during an argument at a church over his lack of church attendance. <laughs> the order of protection was filed by 32-year-old Michael Lewis Colquitt, I don't know, against 60-year-old Joe Colquitt, pastor of St. John Missionary Baptist Church. The younger man told police that his father pulled out a handgun when they met at the church to discuss church attendance. He told officers father pointed the gun at him and threatened to kill him, his wife, and family. I kill you! <laughs> Joe called quit. Declined to comment when contacted by the Daily Times of Maryville. Uh, a February 4th hearing was set in Blount, Blount County General Sessions Court. So, uh, mm-hmm. Allegedly, he pulled a gun on his son at the church because he wasn't coming to church. So he's going to show him. Wow. Unbelievable. I don't know. First of all, I don't know what I'd do if my dad pulled a gun on me. Second, second of all, if my dad was a pastor and third of all, if we were in the church for God's sakes. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of 
wrong things with that. Yes, tons of it. So anyway, and um, speaking of wrong things, and what I've seen pictures of Jesse Ventura lately. He looks a little wrong, but uh, he, he's looking pretty. He's looking pretty rough. But I'll tell you what, his new show's not bad. Yeah, um, I, I, I've heard some. You know, I've heard some people dig on it a little bit, but uh, he's got a new show called Conspiratura. And uh, if if he hadn't showed a picture of when he was governor, you know, with the beard and the bald hair and all that, or bald head, I don't know that I would have recognized him because oh. he looks completely different. The name of the show again is called what? Conspiracy Theory? Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. It's on True TV. Okay. A quality Skype connection cut out on you there. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, but I'll tell you what, some of the stuff he's talking about is pretty interesting. He did a whole episode. These are one-hour episodes. He did an episode on HARP, which is the um, the big antenna array that can change supposedly change weather patterns up in Alaska. He did a big thing on 9-11, which was actually really interesting. Uh, global Warming, Big Brother, Secret Societies, Manchurian Candidate. Um, he even did one on uh, the um, uh, Denver airport, which I thought was really interesting. I wish you would have seen it before you went out there. Yeah, but, no um, kidding. Well, I just thought it was it's interesting. It's actually a really good show. I just thought it was interesting that the Denver airport had a road inside the airport compound or whatever you want to call it called Gun Club. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, but uh, I haven't checked out the show yet, but you've, you've watched it, right? Yeah, you've got a DVR, right? Yes. Yeah, you just just plug it in and let it record some because it's on all the time, and there's lots of repeats. But it's it's worth watching. I think it, they do a pretty good, pretty interesting. It's it's a little um, far fetched. Not necessarily. It's actually not as far fetched as you as you would think it would be. Hmm. Is he as crack- little, but uh, it still gets me. Is, is he as much as a crackpot as Adam Curry? Um, almost. Okay. So it's worth watching. I think you'd like. I think you'd really like the nine eleven one. When's it on? Um, Not that we're trying to like do a promotion here for True TV or it's like Wednesdays TV. at ten p.m. Oh, it's on tonight. Yeah, in, in 10 like minutes. in like fifteen minutes. Sweet. Check and see if it's on. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Um, I, I'm gonna check it out. I need to, I need to DVR it. I am not much of a DVR person. And I never have been. It takes time. And I just don't have time to mess with my DVR. <laughs> I got all kinds of crap on my DVR that I still have not watched. Andrew, on the oh, other yeah. hand, is... Oh, man, I live by the DVR. I, I don't watch live TV at all except for sporting events. You're like Mr. TiVo. You got like three of them, right? That's right. So he can... Actually, actually four. You've got one four. Of them, one of them is being used as just a tuner for a TV. <laughs> Uh, actually, it looks like it's not on tonight. Oh, bummer. What else am I going to do in the hotel room in Elkhart, Indiana, in the middle of a blizzard? That's right. I keep forgetting you're up there. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Well, I guess I'll have to watch uh, that big boob woman on uh, the dog bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah, actually, most daring and most shocking is on True TV. I don't know, actually, if you even get True TV at that hotel. Yes, you do. Oh, okay. Well, yes. there you go. I was slipping through most- earlier. It's that's not. I mean, most daring and most shocking is usually pretty. Those are good shows too. Hmm. Well, the next story that I was going to um, get to here was um, about a pair allegedly using the jury box to sm- smuggle drugs. <laughs> Does that work? Um, but the uh, the link's dead now. I hate that when that happened. I know, but we've been trying to record this show for quite some time, and you know. 
things come and go, news comes and goes. I, I will say this is a pretty interesting story. Um, maybe we can just replace it with this one. Um, have you heard about the nine-year-old boy out in New York, I believe, that was he was suspended from school for two days because he had a Lego man with one of those little Lego guns? Yeah, you told me about it. That's probably one of the most ridiculous things I've heard in a long time. I, I cannot believe that somebody is going to be able to keep their job over this one. Yeah, my kid has those. My son has those. And if he took one to school for show and tell and got in trouble, I would be uh, I would be up somebody's crawl real quick. Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess the school board or the uh, yeah school board of the of the school system that she works for, this principal. Um, said, well, you know, it's kind of her discretion, how she wants to do it in her school. And the mother was outraged. She's like, I cannot believe that my nine-year-old kid has a Lego man. It's not like it was a toy weapon. It wasn't like a, a pellet weapon or, or even shooting it's a little... It's a piece of plastic molded like a gun. Yeah, I mean, it's like maybe an inch and an inch and a half big. I mean, it's it's not even... It doesn't have any That's moving. That's <laughs> Thanks. Um... I can't help it, you know, damn it. It's pretty, it's pretty, that's pretty ridiculous. But though. it's super ridiculous. I mean, it has no moving parts. You can't, it's not like it does anything. It's, so if you, threw, if you drew a picture of a gun, would you get in trouble? Well, with that principle, probably. That's true. Well, talking about crazy people, uh, last story I've got here is a, a UK fugitive who taunted police on Facebook has finally been caught. <laughs> An escaped British convict whose online antics drew an international internet fan base has been caught after nearly four months on the run. Oh, my God. Craig Lazenby oh. Lynch, caught by Scotland Yard in southern England. What? Uh, sorry, Skype crapped out again. But but I can still hear you and understand you. It just uh, it just dropped out. Can you repeat okay. that again? Sure. Uh, Craig Lazzy Lynch, who's 28, was caught by Scotland Yard in southern England on Tuesday night. The force confirmed only that he had been arrested and gave few details. So basically he was on uh, Facebook and uh, there's been like, he's got 40,000 fans. Um, there's uh, t-shirts and even a tribute song. Oh my guy. God. And we don't even have that. Oh, I know. We have a pretty, I mean, a pretty decent show. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. We got, we got a lot of people downloading it. So good. Whether or not they're they listening. Give us some, they need to give us some feedback. I know. We like feedback. Uh, anything you want to hear, see, change something, whatever. Want us to go away? <laughs> yeah. If you're just downloading it and not using it, yeah. or not listening to it, let us know. We'll go do something more productive. <laughs> there you go. Uh, very interesting. So, uh, yeah. So, messing with the police on Facebook. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's a new one on me. I'll tell you what. Hey, we, we made it through our episode. We did make it through the episode, and all we have to do now is play the ending music and say our goodbyes to all of our fan base out there. Goodbye. Yeah, so anyway, um, thanks for hanging in there with us with this episode. Hopefully the next one we do will actually be in the same room and don't have to worry about this Skype stuff. Yeah, we'll try to. We'll definitely try to get together next week and do one in the same room. I think it works a lot better. We did 37 that way, and they worked just fine. Yes, so... We're all set up. We're making changes. We're trying to improve the setup here. Um, we've got some new um, new uh, jingle stuff going on, and, and I'm learning all about audio production, ducking, and all this fun stuff. So if you're into that, um, hopefully you enjoy it. I'm working on it. I'm trying to make it so when we talk over music and stuff, you can still hear us. So Yeah, I like, I like how it's working now. Cool. Good. 
All right. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening to episode number 38. And for a minute there, I didn't think we were recording, but we were. So we're good. (laughs) So that would be our luck with this episode. Uh, So anyway, we're going to go ahead and get out of here with our last song. Uh, This one is from GarageBand.com. And the name of this band is Sandoval Band. With Simple Complicated here on Man Fights Back. Thanks again. We'll catch you guys next week for episode 39, hopefully, as long as all the equipment survives. See you.
Yeah.